0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Capacity Woman Podcast. This is Barbara Littles, your host. I'm your high capacity architect, and I have such a treat, ladies, for you today. Bola Sukumbi is here with me today, and she's a certified financial education instructor. Uh, She's a finance expert, and you're going to find that out today as you hear her. She's a best-selling author. She's a speaker. She's a founder of Clever Girl Finance and trust me she is a clever girl a financial education platform and it's a community of women empowering she's empowering them to achieve financial wellness so lady she is absolutely talking to us and she wants to live our, us to live our lives on our own terms she's also the recipient of the 2021 financial education instructor of the year award from the National Council of Financial Educators i believe that she has something to share with us today is this financial expert so i want you to know that today clever girl finance is one of the largest personal finance platforms for women in the united states in addition bola and clever girl finance have been featured by several media outlets including time.com money magazine cnbc forbes fast company essence black enterprise cheddar tv abc news Woo. good morning america bbc Fox Business and the Chicago Tribune, as well as on several other finance websites and podcasts. So we are blessed to have her here today. Ladies, get your coffee, your latte, and your tea. Sit back, take notes, because the next voice that you're going to hear, it's going to be with me. It's going to be Bola.
1: She leads, she's powerful.
0: She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about, and she's building from the inside out and She's a high-capacity
1: woman. Welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show with your host, Barbara M. Littles. Hi, both. Hi, Barbara. You're too kind. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. (laughs) Well,
0: thank you for being here. I mean, you are a busy lady as, you know, I was reading... A li- just And this is really a tidbit. I know it's a tidbit because I know you were on another show recently, but I love the work you're doing. It's very clear about what you're doing. And I am so grateful for you to take the time to be here today because I really want to talk to the ladies today. These women are professional women, business women, want to start businesses. They're in ministry, building ministries. And one of the things, Bola, that we don't talk about a lot, women, we talk about everything else. Like you said, we'll talk about relationships and everything else but we shy away from finance. So I just want you to tell us today how you got started on this journey and what are your thoughts about women and finance?
1: <laughs> oh, I have a lot to say about that. But, <laughs> you know, I started on say this <laughs> My story is multifaceted. You know, I started on my personal finance journey out of personal interest. So coming out of college, I wanted to make my parents proud, you know, by doing well with my money, just given all the sacrifices they had made for me as immigrants, supporting me through college and all of that. But really thinking through it, a lot of the reason why I started my personal finance journey and later on Clever Girl Finance really ties back to my mother's story and just a observing her as a child, navigating different life situations, and then tying that back into my own life situations and realizing, wait a minute, this is kind of cyclical, not just, you know, in my life, but for many, many women. And my mom got married very young. She was 19 years old when she got married, had a high school diploma, married my dad who was in his thirties with PhDs, two PhDs, and she was a stay at home mom. And as my mom started to get older, she started seeing things happening with friends that she didn't like. She was seeing her friends trying to leave bad relationships. She was seeing friends wanting to get divorced. She was seeing friends who unfortunately would lose their spouse and they would have no options from a financial perspective because they had no idea about the family finances, no idea about any money or transactions, none of that. And I remember as a child watching my mom many times consoling friends who would come to her house because they had a husband that was beating them. Their husband had died and they they didn't know where to go because the family came and took over everything. Hmm. And so my mom decided that she didn't ever want to find herself in that position. So she decided to go back to school to get her college degree in her 30s. She would take me to her classes so that she could start to earn money and gain a sense of financial independence for herself. And obviously this wasn't something that my dad was excited about, especially with four kids and, you know, her being home this long, but that was something that she wanted to do. So she went, she got her undergrad, she got her master's degree, and she started working and side hustling because her focus was on financial independence. And she was able to contribute to our family finances. And eventually, when my dad went through a financial downturn, my mom became the breadwinner of our home, right? So my parents have been married for over 50 years now. But you know, that was that was something that was very inspiring. And my mom would always tell me you want to have options. So as soon as I graduated college, I was ready to hit the ground running because I wanted to save I wanted to invest I wanted to, you know, just be able to help my parents and just have stand on my own two feet because my both of my parents would always tell me it doesn't matter who you marry it doesn't matter what you become, you need to give yourself options and you give yourself options by having money. And then fast forward several years, those, those things I would sit in the corner of the, of the living room and watch my mom discuss with her friends, I'm having the same conversation with my own friends now. Oh my God, I need to get divorced. Oh my God, I'm in a bad relationship, but I have no money. I have no idea about the finances. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a cycle, right? So combining all of those things and just wanting to do well, and then talking about it and sharing it with my friends was really how I got interested in personal finance and then it evolved into financial education and clever girl finance
0: wow bola so you saw a need really a huge need in the marketplace and you saw this huge need is particularly with women in the marketplace and you know your story is and your mother's story is not too much different i remember my mom was also a stay-at-home mom, you know, and my dad was the one that worked. And she always used to say, create options for yourself, create options for yourself. And the way to do that was to get an education, you know, and to be able to handle your finances. Somewhere along the way, we either haven't picked it up, Bola, I don't know, or maybe perhaps weren't taught. We saw the, the cycle. You saw the cycle and you decided to do something about it. What do you think is the reason why we don't necessarily pick this up as females generally?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I think it goes really deep. And I think it goes more so than ourselves, but more generationally, because it's not that our mothers did not have the intention to teach us, they just didn't know to teach us, right. So if you go back to your mother or your grandmother's generation, I will take a particular scenario a 2 parent household um, back in that time, the typical home would be the father would go out to do business, go to work. The mom is the homemaker, taking care of the home, taking care of the kids, right? Especially if you're not your average family, middle class, lower middle class, or not elite or anything like that. And the dad comes home, mom has dinner prepared, dinner's over, mom packs up the dishes, dad pulls his sons aside and talks about business, talks about his days, especially as those sons start to get older. The mom puts her, pulls her daughter aside and they talk about homemaking and recipes, and everybody has a great recipe that has been passed down to them for their grandmother. Because when you think about it, it was never the woman's place to talk about money, right? We were the homemakers, that was the job, right? And so we we were not taught that also by, our, my grandmother's mother did not teach her about that because the idea was that you get married and a man takes care of you, like this whole trend with the Bridgerton show on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that, right? Yes, that's you, right. You, You aspire to marriage as a woman, right? And then you worry about nothing in your life, but you do have worry. So you worry about recipes and stuff like that. And that's, you know, so when you think about and also think about the time women could not vote, you couldn't buy a home without a man and all these different factors, there was no reason for us to really talk about finances. But fast forward to today's age, women are in this space where they have disadvantages and advantages, right? So there is the gender wage gap that's impacting women that leads into an investment gap, right? Which means we're earning less and we're also investing much less knowing that we live longer on average than our male counterparts. That's a big disadvantage. Advantage is that, you know, this gender wage gap exists and it's awful, but we're still earning more than our mothers and our grandmothers generation, right? So that's one. Many women are choosing not to get married. Many women are sole household earners, single mothers, breadwinners. And so we're in this position that The table has shifted so quickly from our grandmothers and our mother's generation where whether we like it or not, because of our current position with the wage gap, being single mothers, sole household earners, breadwinners, we have no choice but to figure out our finances, but we were not taught. And so when you are not taught something, it's not organic. It's not your natural conversation. We can talk about hair all day because that's what our mother and grandmothers talked about. We can talk about baking that sweet potato pie or baking that coconut cake because that's, we know that stuff. It's organic, but the money conversation is not organic. And that's why that narrative needs to be changed. And it's so important for us as women to start having those conversations even when they take us out of our comfort zone, because we can start to change that narrative and we can now make it an organic conversation for our kids, our sons and daughters now.
0: I love it, Bo. I love it because, you know, I think about as an attorney practicing law for, you know, over 30 years, I would have those few women, I've represented some men and women over the years that were, you know, kind of corporate clients that would come in and even men and women divorce differently. You know, Ooh. the women would come in and they would be concerned about their children. The men would come in and they'd be concerned about their finances. Yep. Because <laughs> right? that's what they're taught. Absolutely. So we're socialized, ladies. We're socialized to this place. But thank God for our friend Bola, okay? <laughs> I'm, I am so serious, who is in the marketplace now, educating women, no matter what age you are. I know on her platform, she has women of all ages. And I want to encourage you ladies that no matter where you are, you can start now. I don't want you to look at the person next to you or the person to your left or to your right. I want you to look at your life where you are right now and understand that you can educate yourself right where you are right now and it will be a benefit to you. Okay. It will be a benefit to you. So, uh, Bola, I want to talk to you because you have written two books, and we're going to talk about those books. I met Bola a couple years ago and just heard her, and just thought absolutely fabulous. I read her book, and it was funny. She's witty. I mean, edu- you know, just knowledgeable about this area of finance, and very transparent about you know her story, her mom's story. And so, I want you all to get ready because by the time she gives us the names of her books and where you can find them. Ladies, I'm asking each one of you to go and buy both books. They're very easy reads, but I'm going to tell you that you we need to get this finance piece together. You know, all of us on here, most of us on here are on here because we're looking or we're in business. Bo, I want you to talk to us about before we even get to doing business, what is it? Why are our personal finances important or are they?
1: I mean finances are important because they tie into every aspect of your life right your your finances your money is a tool that helps you achieve your dreams right and when you dream about things you want to accomplish it's never oh i want to have a million dollars if you really dig into it. It's, I want to have a million dollars because I can retire, because I can help my family, because I can travel, because I can pay off my mortgage. There's always an incentive as to why you have the money. And so the money, it's, it's never about the money, but it's what the money can help you attain. And the things that you want to attain are the things that are going to help you live a life of joy, the things that are going to truly make you happy. And so a lot of people are burdened um, because they're not happy about their finances and because they're not able to achieve those dreams because they can't manage their finances to get them to that point and so just recognizing that money is is a tool that you can use right um, to help you succeed is is really huge and it sounds like I'm stating the obvious but a lot of people don't look at money that way right they look at it like well, only rich people are meant to have money or nobody in my family has ever been wealthy. Why should I, I'm just going to continue living my life. But the life we're continuing to live is impacted by whether or not you have your finances in order. Right? So it is, it's foundational to everything you want to do outside of your health, right? Your physical health, your mental health, your finances are the next most important thing in your life. Right? So incredibly important.
0: You know what, Bo, it, it really does affect everything. I mean, even your health, you know, there are people who say, you know, I can't buy certain foods, like, you know, <laughs> healthy foods are more expensive. And perhaps if I'm in the inner city or somewhere, they may not be available to me. So this issue of finances is so important. And that's why I really want to talk to our ladies this morning about this issue. You know, and I always say this, and I, I tell my girlfriends this, I'm married, been married for, 30, happily married for 35 years. My husband's great to me. We have worked together. We've done a number of things together, but I never saw him as a retirement plan. And I think it goes back to what your mom was saying about, you know, being, making sure that you have, you have options. So no matter what your life is like, because what I understand is life can change in a moment. We saw that with COVID this year, this past year, how things changed suddenly. And so just to have knowledge You know, knowledge is power, but evaluated knowledge and knowledge that is used is power. So how do you work with ladies in what you do? Tell us about what you do and how you work with the
1: women. Yeah, so primarily, and I I just want to add to what you said about, you know, a man being a financial plan. And you may be married to a great guy that, you know, seems like he has it all together, but he may not always be making the right financial decisions or decisions that you agree with, right? And he may not be making Decisions that are good for your finances at all. I always hear horror stories about, I didn't know that he had spent all the money. I thought that we had money or he put our, you know, our kid's college fund into an investment and we lost it all. I have no idea what he does with the money. And it's easy to be oblivious, especially if everything seems fine, but we have to be involved. And if you're in a relationship where your finances are not a joint conversation, or you need to exit this relationship, then you need to start securing yourself to give yourself confidence to exit the relationship or to have a fallback plan if you know whatever is happening on your partner's side doesn't work out. So that's really important. And so Clever Girl Finance, our goal is to empower women to be able to make the best decisions not just for their current selves, for the, but for their future selves. So we're not teaching you a philosophy. We don't have a gospel that we teach. We want you to be able to look at a financial situation and say, based on the education I now have, based on the knowledge that I now have, I can decide what's going to work best for me. And the reason why we don't promote a gospel is because personal finance is personal. It depends on your unique circumstances. And ultimately the things that you want money to help you accomplish are personal to you. So I'm not going to tell you, oh, if you are married, you must have a joint account with your husband. Oh, you must retire at age 65 oh, you must be married by age 30 and have two kids and I'm not going to, we don't tell people that instead we give you the education to say, how can I decide what's best for me, given my unique circumstances? And for women, it's about making that conversation around money that's not organic to us, right? Because we don't, this is not something that has been passed down through our generations for women to be just to casually talk about money. Right? Not a lot of women, this is not organic for them. It's to make it approachable. It's to make it fun. It's to make it non shameful and non judgmental. Because in today's world, if you tell somebody, I don't know what a budget is, they're going to look down at you. Oh, you don't know what cryptocurrency is. Who are you? Like people are so quick to judge and so quick to shame and so quick to embarrass. And we don't care about any of that stuff. It's about getting the information you need to succeed. And also understanding that you have the power, regardless of where you are starting from, whether you have zero in the bank, whether you're in debt, whether you're just getting divorced, whatever it is, you can recover, you can rebuild, you can be financially well, but it starts with setting the intention for yourself and then educating yourself so that you can empower yourself to make those right decisions for yourself.
0: You know, Bola, this is so critical. And one of the things that I absolutely love about your platform is that there is no judgment. You know, I've been on that platform with women who are making tremendous strides, even in terms of student loans and a number of other debt, et cetera, because we all have different circumstances. You know, sometimes it's medical, sometimes it's, hey, I just didn't know. Sometimes it's like, well, I indulge and now I'm, you know, older, and a little older and I want to do better. But I love the fact that it really is a community that will educate and help educate you so that you can make the right choices for your life. Um, And they can be informed choices, educated choices, and decisions for your life, but not a place, you know, of judgment of making you feel bad. Because I think sometimes we make people feel bad, you know, and they won't even enter into the conversation. We'll just totally avoid the conversation. So, ladies, I do want you to know that this community that Bola has is a very safe community. It's a great community to really encourage you to really get on the right financial track. And and I think also being around other women also encourages and helps you to do that Bola. let me ask you why did you focus i mean obviously you know this is an issue you know for women because of the way we are socialized. but i don't want to take that for granted why did you focus in on
1: women when you started your platform i mean <laughs> for many reasons right I mean, we live in a man's world let's just be honest right for for everything that's possible to do it's easier to do it as a man right absolutely um You know, we get paid less than men. We bear the burden of raising children, not necessarily a burden, but when you have multiple things going on, working full time, taking care of kids, all that stuff, women bear the brunt of it. And if the pandemic has shown anything, it has shown there have been studies of severe depression in women because they're working from home. They're taking care of the kids. They're doing the homework. They're doing dishes, doing laundry. And the husband is working from home also, but all he's doing is working from home. Right. And then we're earning less and then we're investing less because we are earning less. And then we were not taught to have organic conversations about money. And then, you know, we are, we're breadwinners or we're sole household earners or we're single mothers. There's so many factors that impact women. And also living in a man's world and financial institution being very male-focused, they don't necessarily relate to our needs as a woman, right? It's not okay to put pink on finance and say, here is finance for women. We don't operate that way. Pink uh-huh. is not enough. <laughs> so, And just watching know. my mom, right? My dad had two PhDs. My mom was a, a high school graduate. Many cultures, you know, the goal is to aspire to marriage. And it's almost like even today, it's almost like, yes, see who you can marry, see how well you can marry. Don't worry your pretty head about finances, because the guy will take care of it. We don't need a guy to take care of us, right? If you have a great guy in your life, that's amazing. But you can take care of yourself and you can be an equal partner, and both of you build an incredible empire together. So the focus on women is because we are at a disadvantage when it comes to financial education, when it comes to financial wellness. Even even if you look at today, the pandemic, there are programs put in place for small businesses, students, but there's nothing put in place for working mothers. In the month of December 2020, 99% of jobs that were lost, 99% were women jobs. These are women that could not go to work because they have children in the household. These are women that could not run their businesses because they have kids in the household. There is no program in place for mothers, right, who still have to manage their finances. And then they talk about job gains. And if you look at the percentage of job gains, those new jobs, the majority of them were new jobs that were gained by men. And so, you know, when people say, oh, well, finance is the same for everybody, everybody's affected by finances, but I have a special spot in my place for just women and empowering women to do all with their finances, because when push comes to shove, we have more of the disadvantage, even in a normal world where there's no pandemic.
0: Now, I think I really believe that, Bola, listening to you. I can hear (laughs) hear the passion in your voice in reference to that. (laughs) And I'm not anti-man. I have a great husband, you know, but- Tell them. I mean, because you do. You have great. And so, ladies, I want you to understand this. It's not about whether you have a great husband or not. It's not about whether you have a great family or not. It's about, number one, life happens and that we are disproportionately, you know, disadvantaged. Uh, I remember, I think last week, Bo, I was reading that President Biden was saying that one of the national emergencies right now is women and how women had to leave the marketplace. And so they're looking to address that because they recognize that women had to leave in mass exodus based on what you said, because whether we were home or doing business or whether we were going out to do business, a lot of women had to stop because we're now at home trying to educate children, our children. And so it's absolutely important. So I, I always ask that question, Bola, because people always say, you know, Barbara, you can talk to men and you talk to men well, you know, why are you focusing on women? Because there are some deficits. And there are some deficits there, not not because we're not smart, not because because we are very smart. We're going to find that out in reference to finances and investment. We're very smart. However, there are things, like you said, that we have been socialized differently and it's not organic to us. So ladies, I want you to get your pen and your paper, if you don't already have it, refresh your latte, your coffee, and your tea. When we come back, we're going to hear from Bola about building business. And we're going to hear from her about This moving from finance, not the basic finance to actually invest. So Bola, we are back and I'd love to talk to you. You have two books. Tell us about your books.
1: Yes. So I have two books. The first one is called. Clever Girl Finance, Save Money, (laughs) Ditch Debt, Save Money, Build Real Wealth. And the second book is called Learn How Investing Works, Grow Your Money. They're both books that guide you on the path to financial wellness. The first book is foundational on just getting your finances in order and being able to look at your big picture. And the second book is now that you've looked at your big picture, this is the time for you to put your money to work for you so that you can build long-term wealth and accomplish the things that you desire for yourself. So you know there are books that I I, are the books I wish I had, Um, you know, learning about finances. I remember coming out of college and just like I mentioned, wanting to do well and walking to a bookstore and I picked up a bunch of personal finance books that were written by men. And it was just a bunch of jargon, no offense, but I couldn't relate to them. And then the number one best-selling personal finance book for women was written by, and it still is today in 2021, the best-selling New York Times best-selling personal finance book for women, written by a white male. And it was a great book, but it was based on lessons he learned from his grandmother. And I'm like you know so <laughs> now Bola, Bola is the mama she's the grandmother she's the auntie i know we can her. write our own books i always encourage women if you got something to say put it in a book there's not enough female authors especially when you when we come to that business finance section where we are in today's world we are really dominating in this space so yeah that's you know part of why i wrote those books and just to make it approachable and just eliminate the jargon you don't need jargon to be build to build wealth um building wealth is not an elitist club anybody can do it and that's the whole intention
0: it reminds me bola of being in law school and they actually started a class called how to speak plain english for lawyers <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, don't <laughs> not intimidate your clients by speaking all this legalese, speak plain English so they can understand you. They really are the client. And so I also think ladies that if you didn't catch it, you know, Bola just gave us some valuable information on finding whatever your niche is in the marketplace. First of all, you want to solve a problem in the marketplace. So even going to the bookstore and seeing, you know what, all these books are written by men and um, they really don't necessarily address my specific needs. Although finances, we know, are generally the same. And on top of that, I need to I need to write something where people can pick it up and actually understand it, not all this jargon that they can't understand. So Bola, tell us about how you built your business. I know that you it's almost like you organically went into, had an interest in, in the finance piece, but how did you build a business and what advice would you give to women who are building a business now after ladies get your finance straight?
1: Oh my God. Where do you start with that? <laughs> Anywhere I mean, you want to. I would say building a business is hard work. I mean, it's one thing to be interested and have the intention and have the passion, but I will be honest and tell you that passion is not enough to build a successful business. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Be, <laughs> no, I want to, I, no, I seriously, I,
0: you know, we're, we're laughing cause we have fun on this show, but I, I want Bola to repeat that because sometimes people fi- get in and they find out how much work it is. And then they like, okay, what's wrong.
1: So no. passion is not enough. What do you mean? Not enough. It's it's not enough to just want to do something or be passionate about helping women improve their finances. So what? Like there's a hundred other people out there who are passionate, Right. You know, and just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you automatically have the business acumen to build it. And so starting a business involves educating yourself and it involves implementing strategy and learning those strategies and testing things out and being patient. So we're building my business. It's the topic of personal finance and people look at me as a financial educator. I'm going to talk to Bella about business, but people, a lot of people don't really ask me any questions about business because they talk about education so it's hard to say well you know does she really have a business if all she does is educate yes and the business involves yes uh, how do we this reach all our, the places? i mean you know yeah how do we reach how do we reach our audience what kind of content resonates with our audience how do we market to them how do we develop brand partnerships how do we pursue SEO strategies how do we create multiple streams of income for the business how do we invest as a business, right? These are all things that I've had to consider. How do I network to further the business ahead? So, those are all things that I've had to figure out and learn to grow the business. I'm a financial educator, but I've, I read books. I have so many books here on content creation, on marketing, on SEO, on all these different topics, right, that we all need to start to get informed so that even if we hire somebody out to do Facebook ads, even if we hire somebody out to do marketing, we understand that what they're doing, and we can make sure that whatever they're doing is aligned with our strategy. I think that's a big mistake so many business owners make. They they hire someone to do advertising, to do marketing, and they have no idea what that person is doing. And that person is working for 10 other people that and they're not aligned with their business goals and it doesn't work out. And you're like, what is happening? So as business owners, yes, we're passionate about our products. We're passionate about our service. We're passionate about what we do, what we teach, what we sell. But we also also have to wear two hats. We have to wear the hat of that passionate person, right? But also the hat of that behind the scenes, worker, manager, marketer, et cetera, to grow (laughs) a business. You know, I love it, uh, Bola,
0: because I think, you know, even now where you are, people will look and say, oh, she's on Good Morning America. She's on, was it Kelly and Ryan? Is it Kelly yes. and Ryan <laughs> you now? The name changed. I'm going to have to remember. It's Kelly and Ryan. You know, she's a Good Morning America. She's featured here. She's on Essence and all these places. And people tend to see that. What you don't see is all of the behind the scenes things that have to take place years before, you know, you actually get that momentum and get into where you're going. But I think it's very important for people to understand that when you own a business or you start a business or you're seasoned in business, you're always learning. You're always in the learning mode. Um, You're always learning. Always learning. And I love the fact that you said, because people always ask me, well, Barbara, why are you learning that? Don't you have somebody to do that? For the same reason you said, yes. But I, in order for me to have a conversation with you about what I want and what I see for my business, There are certain things that I need to know, even though if I'm not going to do it, I may, you know, farm it out to someone else or hire somebody to do it. There are certain basic things that I need to know so that my business is not crippled and that I know how to move forward in my business. And I need to make sure that my vision is being implemented and, you know, what's and how to do that. So what would you suggest? First of all, what would you suggest to women? who are just starting out in business. In terms of this educational piece, I mean, there are a lot of free stuff on social media. I mean, on uh, the website, there's a lot of, of free information out there. How would you talk to women? Cause someone asked me this the other day, how do you know when to use free and when it's time for you to pay someone to help you?
1: <laughs> so that's a great question. And I'll tell you my, you know, my, my perspective you can pay someone as much as you like. You could pay the $10,000 course. You could get a coach, whatever you want to do. If you don't implement what you learn, doesn't matter, right? You just spend as much money. And a lot of people associate spending all this money with value, right? And you get the value, but if you do not implement it, and if you're not really open to learning it, right? I almost feel that sometimes if someone says, oh, I need to go pay for a a coach means that you don't think you can learn it yourself, or you don't believe it's worth your time to learn it yourself. So let me hand my money off to this person. And the more I pay them, the more value I get. Yes, you will get value if you hire the right coach, but what are you going to implement? So many people buy courses, they buy all these things, and they never do them. They have stacks of books, stacks that they have a coach they talk to once a week, they never do it, right? So it's not about free versus paid. If you can leverage free to get you to a point where you now hit a roadblock and you're like, okay, I've tried everything possible. I've tested everything possible. I need additional help. I need insight. I need to talk to someone who's an expert to guide me properly. Then you can do it. You know, then you can pay, right? So I wouldn't say free versus paid, but instead I would say, what, how much are you willing to implement? So for someone who's just starting out their business, you know, what efforts are you willing to make to learn, to read, to listen to the podcast, to watch the videos, right? Free stuff is great because for that reason, it's free. And there's a lot of quality free stuff out there. Have you implemented all of that before you decided to go off and pay, especially when you're starting off as a lean business, you don't have unlimited funds, right? The solution is never in anybody else. It doesn't matter if I give you my package of my whole blueprint of my business and hand it to you. It's never going to work the same way because we are two different individuals. We have different audiences. We express ourselves different ways. There's no two, unless you're the, you're the mother, there's no two same babies, right, out there. So you have to tinker and tweak and fine tune what you try, whether it's paid or free, to make it work for you. And, you know, for someone starting a business, a lot of people minimize the financial aspect of business. And they say, oh, an accountant, I'm not good at business finances. Businesses are complicated. But if you cannot figure out the foundational part of your business, which is the finances, you can make a billion dollars and you will not be successful because you haven't figured out how to manage your finances in your business. And that's how it works in our personal lives as well. So those, you know, implementation, and financial awareness are two just really key things for any business owner.
0: Wow, she just dropped a bomb on us. Okay, <laughs> just, I was. Back. Bottom line is, ladies, you've got to do the work. I, my niece, I was talking to her this weekend, and she was saying, you know, Auntie, I was thinking about hiring a coach because this is things she wanted to do. I said, okay, well, let's talk about this business that you're proposing. And by the time, Bola, I finished talking to her, I said, now, you know, you're not ready for a coach, right? Not not to pay to invest that because I go to this person and I have no idea of what I want to do. I haven't figured it out. There are a lot of free things and you find reputable people and, and get the information. But the key that you said, Bola, is if you don't implement. I don't care whether if you have an intimate if you have not implemented the free stuff, you're not going to implement the paid stuff,
1: okay? you're the not. the coach will not do it for you. The coach is not going to work the late hours. And, <laughs> you know, we all want to do self-care and balance, but you're going to have some late hours figuring out your business and your coach is not working those hours for you. You're going to work it yourself, right? So implementation here, it's not, you know, when you start your own business, there's that saying, you know, I by my 40 hour a week job to work a 90 hour a week business. That is the honest truth, especially in the building days. When you become the boss and you delegate and you hire and you build your team, then you can cruise and say, you know what, I run a four hour work week. But before <laughs> you get to your four hour work week, right, before Tim Ferriss got to his four hour work week. He worked the 90-hour work week.
0: God, ladies, this is why I love Bola. This is why I love Bola. It's she's absolutely right. The four-hour work week for you all though, it's actually a book. I haven't <laughs> read it, but you know, that's yeah. just and, my it, tip. And, it, and it was, you know, it was hot, boy. It was hot because everybody wanted to know how do you work a four-hour work week? People, I'm telling you what Bola just told us. It took him not- more than four hours to write that book. <laughs> right? <laughs> four, four Look, you you are gonna be tired. Ladies, you are going to be tired, you know. And I always tell people, Bola, when you hear people say, all you have to do is run the other way. It's not all you have to do is, it's not all you have to do is, it's run the other way. I want you, ladies, to one, I want you to get a bowl. I'm going to ask Bola to give you the information on how to get her books, but I want you to get both books. And let me tell you why. The first book is going to give you the basics of what you need to do. Okay. And then the second book, is on investing. And I want you to take the investment book and I want you to sit it on your shelf or in a prominent place where you can see it, because I want you to see that book as you're reading the first book. And I want you to read the first book and not just read it. I want you to actually do and implement. And she's going to tell you how you can join her Facebook community in order to be with other women as you're on this journey so that it does not seem so overwhelming to you. How do you eat an elephant, ladies? One bite at a time, okay? So that you can get into the community and that you can be encouraged along the way. But understand, I think one of the valuable things that she said to us today is you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work. I tell people, they say, well, Barbara, I said, you know what? When I first started out, both businesses, my law firm and otherwise, I was tired, tired, tired. So, Bola, tell the ladies how they can find your book. We'll have the information in the show notes, ladies. We'll have the links to her books and we'll also have her social media platforms. But I want her to give information on how you can contact and get in touch with the community.
1: Yes, yeah, so you can find the books everywhere books are sold um online, Amazon burn the Noble, Walmart Target audible, there's an audiobook, book. Um, and you can also get it on the website at cleverwellfinance.com. And then on the site, you can read our articles, listen to our podcasts, get access to our over 30 plus free courses. And then when you sign up for a course, you can get access to our Facebook group or to our free mentor call. So if you want someone to just have a conversation with you and motivate you and inspire you or have a girlfriend's talk chat, non shameful, non judgmental, those calls are also available at no charge at all. Wow.
0: So, ladies, what she just said, you know, I like to break things down. She said, there are no excuses. That's basically what she just said. <laughs> she, <laughs> that's basically what that translates Yes. <laughs> that's translated into there are no excuses. Hey, I got these free. If you want to call, talk. To <laughs> Look, she broke it down step by step and stage by stage. And that's why I love her brand, Clever Girl Finance. Bola, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you for the
1: opportunity. I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes. Is there any last words for you, for the women, for the high capacity women? You know, we're all striving and we're all growing, but to be high capacity in terms of the ability to expand what you're doing, you got to deal with your finances. So I'm going to give Bola the opportunity to have last words directly to you.
1: I would just tell everyone listening, you know, whether it's your finances, whether it's your career, whether it's your business, you want to be intentional about every action that you take. You know, the actions you take are tied to time and your time is a finite resource and you don't want to waste your time not implementing, but constantly consuming, not improving your finances, but constantly searching for solutions. The implementation and the intention are so key because you want to see strides with your time that you're spending, especially knowing that we can't get the time that we spend back.
0: Thank you so much, Bola. Ladies, thank you for joining us on High Capacity Woman, and we will see you soon. Make sure you get those books and go to the website and get the information and start, not tomorrow, today, working on our finance. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside.